Do you have a child who is a struggling learner? Are you at a loss for your next steps to finally have your struggling reader take off? Wings to Soar Online Academy can help you target the root causes of your child's learning difficulty with their Brain Boost Breakthrough. Your child's brain will make lasting changes to process information more efficiently so that reading, listening, and all other learning becomes easier. If you'd like to see your child make one to two year gains in reading, spelling, vocabulary, and language this semester, partner with Wings to Soar Online Academy. Request your free Just Write Level Assessments at wingstosoaronline.com. Then take advantage of their two-week jumpstart for only $47 to try out the personalized online path to success learning plan. A Wings to Soar intervention specialist will create an individualized plan for your child based on those initial assessments. Get started today by requesting your free Just Write Level Assessments at wingstosoaronline.com. That's wingstosoaronline.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends, welcome to an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and today we are going to talk about motivating our kids. Uh, This is episode 389, and you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. So how do you have motivated kids and whatever happened to childhood? In this episode, we're going to talk about helping our kids be motivated and helping them do their best. I want to thank our sponsor today. It's Wings to Soar Online. Listen to the interview that I did with Beth Ellen and learn more at wingstosoaronline.com. Well, you know, when I attended conferences, one of the most consistent questions I received was, how do I motivate my kids to learn? Or they don't really like our curriculum uh, that I picked out. Or my kids have a hard time, you know, just sitting still and doing what they're supposed to do. Well, there's nothing more exciting than a child who's excited about learning. But as a parent, how can we motivate our kids to want to learn more? Is it just personality? Some kids are more motivated than others. Or is it something we can do in our homes to facilitate this motivation? I have had five kids and over 30 plus years of homeschooling, and I will tell you that no one size fits all. Different kids are motivated by different things, but I have found something I am going to share with you that really works no matter what your child's motivation. And here it is. You ready? There is a key to motivation, and that is to find a child's passion. You don't have to motivate kids to have fun with their friends, do you? Or play an electronic device or watch a favorite movie. They're highly motivated to have fun, and that's the issue. 
Usually schoolwork or chores are vying for space in your child's life, and that seems like it's insurmountable. How are you going to compete with a favorite movie or a favorite book or hanging out with their friends? Be sure you explain your expectations and make sure that they match your child's ability. Young children under five really need parental supervision to keep them on track. If your child's doing schoolwork and you have them open a book and then you tell them to get started and they're working away and then you decide to walk away, believe me, that's not a good idea. We're going to get frustrated. Our kids are going to leave the table or wherever they are. And guess what? Mom's going to get frustrated and so is your child. Motivated kids should really be the norm, and the reason is so many different things. We want to get done with our school, we tell our kids, because we have X, Y, and Z to do. And I think part of the problem, parents, is sometimes there's not an end in sight. When they're finished with one book, guess what? We can order the next one. And so our kids learn early on, well, why should I hurry through my math book? Because all mom's going to do is order the next level. So, you know, sit with your child and really figure out what makes it exciting, not only for them, but for you as well. I had a friend who used to be really upset if anyone said that learning was fun. And so I was teasing her one time and I said, you know, the title of my first book is Teaching Science and Having Fun. And she said, I know. And she said, we're still friends, but I just can't believe you would name your book that. Well, my kids had fun doing science experiments, and my kids had fun on nature walks and nature studies. It's okay to equate school with fun. It also is um, up to us as parents to have a good attitude. And how are you going to have a good attitude when you're thinking, oh, we just need to get this done because I need to get the laundry on, or we need to get this done because I have dinner to make, or guests are coming, or I've got this to do at church, or the kids have sports, or they have lessons, or whatever that is in your life. Our attitude really is important. And that's what we need to look at. What is your attitude when it comes to giving assignments or chores? Are you enthusiastic or do you sound like one of your kids? Your shoulders are drooping like theirs are and your head's all, you know, down and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, we got to get this done. Well, friends, they're going to mirror exactly what we do. Our kids catch our attitude easier than they can be taught our attitude if it's good. One time I was telling my kids um, we were going to do a review, and I said to the kids really excitedly, I go, guys, we're going to do something really fun. We're going to have a pop quiz, and I want you to go get a sheet of paper and a pencil, and I'm going to ask you these questions, and we're going to just have so much fun. So they ran to get a piece of paper, and I was basically reviewing what we had just learned. And so I made it really easy because they were young, and all they had to do was write yes or no Um, as an answer. So I told them to number their papers 1 through 10, and then I asked them questions, and they could either answer their their question yes or no. Well, when Daddy got home, they were so excited, and they ran to meet him outside, and they said, guess what? Dad, you know, we had a pop quiz, and it was so much fun, and we both did really good. And so when my husband got home, (laughs) he, you know, walked in the door, and he looked at me, and he said, what is it that you're teaching my babies? And I said, I'm teaching them to have a good attitude. The difference between parents 
and a teacher is vast. As an educator, I loved my class when I was teaching, but as a mom, I really love my class, and I'm with them 24-7, which means that we need to get along. But it also means that my kids need to know not only do I care, but what my expectations are. We think they know that we care, but believe me, they don't. And they, we, we really think that, they're exci- that we're excited about their accomplishments, but they don't always know that. So we need to let them know. Sometimes we take it for granted, and yes, they take us for granted as well. Here are a few tips that are going to help. Number one, teach good study skills. This may mean mom and dad um, is sitting in proximity, available to help a struggling student, but at least you're nearby and at least you know what's going on. And the only way they're going to learn is if you're sitting right there. And that doesn't mean on a digital device. You could be checking another paper and maybe looking at a future lesson, but you need to look like you're working and not, you know, surfing on the internet. Me, Our kids know when we're not paying attention. And if we want them to pay attention to us and not be surfing on the internet when we're talking to them or when we need them, Again, we need to model that same behavior. The second is habits. It takes about 30 days or more to create a good habit. If you want your child to have good study skills or even do chores correctly, that means practice over and over again. Having a sport they enjoy does encourage good work habits in other areas of academics because you can explain to your child that once schoolwork is completed, they'll have time to practice. And some kids don't like to practice. And so, again, we have to set our expectations of what we want them to do, and we have to follow through to make sure that they do it. And if we're there, more than likely it's going to happen. My college kids are great students due to the discipline that comes from sports. My friends whose kids are musically inclined also say that their kids are very disciplined when it comes to academics. Why? Because they had their expectations explained and they understood what was expected of them. If you can start younger friends, it is so much easier than starting with older children and having to teach them new skills and habits. Not that it can't be done, but it is going to be harder. The third is expectations. Many times, kids just do not know what is required. Get your homework done or do the chores may not be specific enough for your child. Be sure they understand what is expected. Teach them to go back and check and make sure. If your child takes out the trash, make sure they put in a new trash bag or clean out the trash can, whatever that is in your home. Sometimes kids need to be exposed to different things to find their passion, and unless they have expectations, of what you want them to do and accomplish, they're never going to get to that point. The fourth is check-off lists or setting goals. If your child knows what's expected and there is some satisfaction in checking off a list, that may work for them. This was a game changer in my homeschool, and it was suggested by my husband. He said that he would check their weekly Uh, checklist at at the end of the week, and they would have to bring it and show him. And then we always had movie night and pizza on Friday nights. And so if they did not get all of their work done, then they were going to miss out on having a movie that night. So our kids were highly motivated to get their work done. And the fifth is positive reinforcement. You know, we had 
a reward at the end of the week, something we were going to do. If your kids are littler, they they will need a daily reward, something uh, that you can tell them that's going to happen that day, whether it's going to have, you know, they're going to have dessert or a little bit of ice cream or whatever that is. Um, kids need to know that they're working towards something. I know there's a lot of controversy over rewards and our kids should just do it just because but we don't do anything just because, you know, it's very difficult for us. And so um, I don't know of one um, breadwinner that goes to work for no money. You know, they go to work to support our family and they do it with something else in mind. And while psychologically it may be a great talking point, in reality, friends, and being a parent for, uh, you know, however many, let's see, my oldest is, is um, going to be 39 this year. Also, I've had a lot of experience with grandkids and other people's children, um, taught a lot of workshops for many, many years um, with our Creation Science Series. I will tell you right now that kids can be highly motivated if it's something that they want to do, but still, it's the pleasure in doing whatever that is, whether it's being with their friends or playing a game. There is a pleasure factor in that. Um, you know, again, if anything I tell you or share with you that you don't agree with, it's your life, your kids, and obviously you don't need to do it. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But do um, tell your kids that you're proud of them, you're proud of their accomplishments, even if it's just something like good try, if it is something, uh, you know, that they have not failed, that they not that they failed to do it, but maybe um, didn't do it quite to your expectations. And give your child time to think. This is a pet peeve of mine that we pack our schedules and theirs to overflowing so there's never any time to find their passion, let alone develop it. We focus on making this a priority in our family, and my kids have discovered a love of reading, writing, building, mechanics, and sports. And each one of those was a passion of theirs at one point in their lives. In fact, college scholarships and honors came from these passions that they discovered while homeschooling. We have to teach our kids also to relax and become refreshed. As a Christian, our refreshment comes in the Word. It comes in praying. It comes in a family that is God-honoring. But it also comes when our minds can rest from thinking and being in overload. And it will cause your children to consider what they are interested in pursuing. When I'm stuck on a solution to a problem, I walk away from the computer and do something else. And then guess what? The idea comes to me. Friends, take the time to motivate your kids in whatever way you and your husband think is important for your family. Whatever way, you know, you as a parent can sit down and come to some sort of resolution. Your children will be highly motivated if they understand what the end result is, if they have a goal in mind. Even if the goal is to be done for that day and check off a list, that's fine. But give them some understanding of the reason why we do things. You know, we are learning so that we can better ourselves so that we can go into higher education or if we're going into the job force, we can find a job that is a good fit for us. We want to be motivated so that our bosses look at us and say, wow, they're a really hard worker. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, this person does the least amount 
And when I have to cut back, that person is going to be the first to go. You can do some kind of, you know, play acting with your children and give them examples of a good worker and someone who's not. Again, the sky is the limit and you can do whatever you want with your family. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Again, you can get today's show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Look for the episode, Motivated Kids, episode 389. Take care. God bless. And until we talk again, uh, also go check out my other podcasts, A Few Minutes with God podcast and One More Child podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.